Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. Today I am here with Gary Carnes, and I am so excited. Um, it just has happened chance, and he is a team player. And I was like, hey, how about you come on our show? And he was just so amazing. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm actually really, really stoked to talk to you. I've got all my notes and I just threw my pen. I'm excited. I am it, it's kind of glad that it it lagged like four or five minutes to get this technic my audio because I had a my worst pet peeve is these uh what are these gas powered electric uh, blow leaf blowers. And yes. he just decided at 1059 to just hover around my balcony and stuff like that. I'm just like, no. It, now he's gone, so it worked out. Go away. Yeah, this um, is my, my worst thing for some reason. I can't, I just don't know why they don't ban those things. No, so. I don't like the sound either. It's And it's like, I guess it's a frequency thing, which is really weird because it does sound that way to me. And that and like wood chippers. Oh. We had like some it. guy at like six o'clock in the morning throwing trees in a wood chipper. And I'm sitting here like, but why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? These let people wake up. I liked your interview with Damon. It seemed really authentic. I was like, I'll talk to this lady. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Well, see, and that's like, that's how I am. I can't, I hate interviews, like watching interviews where it's just like question, answer, question, answer. And I'm like, you don't even really get to know the person at all. Like you don't get to know any of their history and what, you know, brought about the creativity, how they were able to channel certain emotions in a certain moment. And I'm a writer. So I need that, like, I need that extra, I'm, I'm extra, I'll admit it. And I need that extra layer of, you know, not superficiality, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So for those that do not know, Gary here is incredible. Um, you've seen him probably like, in, you know, hit list and things like that. He's got a new uh, place coming out called like the channel. And he's also going to be starring in, um, was it Operation Blood Hunt, which is, you know, an incredible cast. It's so incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, good times, and, good times in Thailand. Yeah? yeah, I've never been. What was your favorite part about Thailand? Just, I mean, something new, but overall, it's just the camaraderie with the cast. It was amazing from top to bottom. Damon and Louie really put together a solid group of people. And I, I, it's hard to top that. Yeah, and you've worked with Damon before, right? No, it was the first time. Almost no. did the almost did the flood, and I almost um, I just didn't work out with timing. Um, oh. So, but then they called me on Operation Blood Hunt. And I know Louie from for the last ten years. I did a movie with him, Daylight's In, and he calls me from Romania. I was like, "Hey, buddy, you know, got this role, got the script, read it, let me know." And I said, "All right, let's do it." So, yeah, uh, that's so exciting. That yeah. That's exciting. I'm so excited, and they are such like you know we were talking about they are such a great group of guys. Like they really are. They're genu genuine, they're real, they're passionate. Um, and yeah, everybody's a team player. So it's like where one, like I was telling Damon, one might be struggling. The other one's like, oh, hey, here, got this. No biggie, got it. You know, take care of it. Um, yeah. So what is exactly your part in Operation Blood Hunt? I play, I play a character named Blackjack that's uh, part of like this group of, ragtag misfit 
uh, mercenaries basically is the way it was written in the script by Brandon Slagle, who did a great job with the script. And, uh, you know, he's, um, yeah, we just go out there and we, we don't know what we're hunting at first. That's the thing. It's like, we're yeah. not really mentioned to us by rampage. He just kind of, hey, here's where we're going. And, and then kind of get this discovery of like, wow, like what the hell's going on? So I'm basically part of this uh, really cool mercenary group of uh, misfits that goes out and does that our thing. Awesome. giving out too much away, but yeah, it was, it was right. a good time. Yeah. Like, and that's the fun part about like, that's the fun part about whenever you're like a mercenary group or in a gang or whatever in these movies and your character has absolutely no clue what they're getting themselves into and they're just signed up to it, you know, because like, yeah, Hey, you know, rampage is my friend. He's my buddy. We'll, you know, we'll do whatever he needs to do. And, and then you end up in that moment of like, Oh shit, I need to go home. Sorry. Love you, but yeah. I need to go home. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it gets to a point where there's no turning back. You got to just deal with it. You're in the jungle. So it's, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it, honestly, I've never done a movie like that. It really felt uh, I mean, Daylight's End was set in a tone because I was post-apocalyptic, which Will Kaufman directed that, who did the channel. Um, but uh, this felt like, it was weird. See, certain moments felt like we were shooting Jurassic Park because the sets and stuff like that that they provided were amazing. And I mean, that whole group that Damon works with out there, Nico, the cinematographer, I mean, I can't, I can't give these guys enough credit, the crew, everybody. It felt like Jurassic Park. I'm sure if you've seen... I don't know if you've seen the movie yet or parts. I don't even know. Um, but I, there's certain moments it felt like we were walking to the gates of Jurassic Park. It's weird. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. This reminds me of Jurassic Park. I need to climb a tree. That's going to be my <laughs> innate response is to climb a tree. Yeah. And I don't know if that would help in this film. So it would. Uh... <laughs> so can you tell me, because I didn't get to get a screener of the channel. Um, I did watch, you know, promo video and trailer. So I'm kind of flying in blind. Um, with the channel, you guys are, are robbers, right? Bank yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I don't do robbing in it, but the, the main premise of it, yeah, is the bank heist robbers and stuff like that. So um, they're brothers, they're... Um, what do you call it? Simplify. I, I, I have a big scene in the middle of the movie that's kind of sets the tone I guess of what I've been told um mm -hmm. from it and I know people have seen it that have really really loved it um and uh yeah it's hard to I'm so bad at explaining movies I just kind of I'm just get better at performing them if that uh showing in but yeah it's an action packed and one guy I know just saw it the other day um that had it was sent a screener that wants to do an interview or I'm, I'm waiting till like after because I have like four other movies releasing I'm kind of just trying to plan it out properly um you're busy and, well I've been the last couple of years I took like four years away and all of a sudden I said let's do this so I've been uh mm -hmm. back with a vengeance um and I just got another film offer yesterday which shoots in the Philippines I can't say anything about it um but right. that's it's weird I can't say anything about it but I understand it and I don't understand that it's all the time <laughs> And then like with Blood Hunt, we can't, and I, out of Damon's respect, I have so many great behind the scenes photos, mm -hmm. but we can't post them. And I get it. We want to keep it mysterious a little bit because yeah. nowadays with social media, it takes away the mystique of what we do and blasting all this. I mean, it's good to have some behind, behind the scenes, but actual good stills, we don't have very much on Blood Hunt. And I told, you know, Damon, just out of respect to a uh, we'll wait till it gets closer and I'll send him a pic. Can I, can I, 
post this, he'll be like, no, it's too charactery for your film. I was like, okay, I'll just wait. I'm just going to wait till we get closer. He's that has the to be so hard. That has to be so hard because you're like, I just made this. This is awesome. I'm so excited, but I have to sit on it. It's like Christmas. Like you're having to sit on it. I have to sit on a few films. So in, in, <laughs> in, in, in this day and age, it's a little harder because you know, you have people that want you to post and you have reps telling you to post. And I'm like, well, what can I post? You know, I'm not allowed to post this. I can't post this without, I, I mean, I, I just saw the channel trailer the day I was flying back from Miami on a little vacation last week or the week before it just got released. And I was waiting, couldn't see anything of it, but you know, I hear it's, I hear it's really like Will Kaufman. I'm telling you, if you've seen Daylight's End, he's just a solid director. He's just, he's just yeah, amazing. He, so. he, he, his, his technique and his style and I would love to talk to him about that because I like the behind the scenes because um and I, I've talked to Brandon about this Brandon Slagel about this a few times because you know he writes and directs and, and does all the things um but he was telling me for his um Battle for Saipan movie he was kind of explaining some of his shots because he gave me like this this fight compilation you know video reel and I got to see it because we were talking I was like all the way back when you were doing frost and I was interviewing for him for that but he was like I can't post anything but I can send this as long yeah. as you don't share it with anybody and I was like I can do that sir um and some of those scenes I was just like how did you you know like in the flood when they're you know, they're doing things. And I'm like, how does this work? Like, how are you guys doing this? And Will's one of those that I would very much like to talk to about his process, his technique, um, his angles. Like, that's the thing that I love about directors is they can see things in various ways. Even if they're staring straight on at something, they can be like, okay, well, the best angle will be way over here from this point. And then I'm like, I have no abilities to do that. You guys are super talented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, that's why I call them visionaries, like certain directors. I mean, there's some some claim to be, but Will's definitely great. And he and Will also has a great DP, Mark uh, Rutledge, that he works with, who's phenomenal as well. They are a great co-team. So if you have a great director and a DP, you just coincide really well. But Will's hopefully, sure, Will will, you know, do an interview with you. I'll send him a message saying, you know, you got to, do an interview with this lady so and i'll tell louie too because i know you're trying to get a hold of him when i listen to the, your yes, damage interview. He, i'm gonna tell louie hey. i'm gonna call him right after this like damon he probably texts him right after i'll call louie right away he's he in Greece right now so he's like eight ten hours ahead of me i'll i'll hit him right after this and say yo do an interview buddy but louie's everywhere like if you get to know louie he's everywhere like he's in greece then he's in romania then he also he's like hey buddy i'm in la and i was like oh okay let's let's get, grab some coffee louie's all over the map and so and that's what damon was and brandon everybody has said the same thing about larry they're like he's yeah. just impossible to pin down and it reminds me of like <laughs> where in the world is carmen san diego yeah it's like i feel like that's the game yeah. that i'm playing here with him um and I for sure thought I had it with that meme. I was like, you know, okay, we've tried everything. I'm gonna make a meme. He's gonna be my white whale, my Moby Dick. And I've got all these harpoons with like names of people that have been attached to him. Maybe he'll stop moving and he hasn't. And I'm like, that's okay. I get it. Gonna, I can't stop moving we'll, either. We'll wrangle him in, me, Brandon, Damon, everyone will wrangle him in for you. <laughs> and, uh, how to hold him down. 
Um, I know. <laughs> hopefully will. And another guy to talk to is probably Chad Law, too. He's a great writer. But speaking of Brandon Slagle, uh, who I'm a big fan of, he wrote Operation Blood Hunt. And um, I mean, I guess technically that's me, my first time working with him because it was his script, but he didn't direct it. But he's a director that I, I look forward to working with because um, I've seen him. I mean, the last 10, 15 years just making films and I see what he's doing with them. And, and I know how much he cares, like he cares so much. Um, so I, he's a guy that I really, often we talk all, you know, periodic, all the time, pretty much and uh, Devaney and stuff, but we got to find that right project that connects us both where he's the director and I could be, you know, a solid role in it. Um, that's almost was the flood almost literally almost. just like. I just couldn't do it at the time. And I was in Brazil right. and I said, no, it's just not going to work. So what part on the flood did he approach you about? It was, I forgot the character name is one of the main, one of the main guys that goes, he's in the, he tries to rescue the guy out of the, out of the jail. Oh, um, so that was main, one of those guys. Yeah. But it was the guy, he goes all the way to the end. Like he's in, he's in, I forgot the name of it. Mm -hmm. um, forgot the character name and I looked it up and yeah. I can't even tell you his name if you tell him it's me I have to look at the script and read it and I'll be like okay that guy <laughs> um right and that was a Chad Law and Josh Ridgway script so and I know Chad Law I came up with from from the get-go and it's like our whole circle slowly or actually rapidly kind of coming together and making some stuff happen I have noticed that because there's like we're working with you know um you know October Coast and a bunch of other PR companies and things like that and uh that they're sending us things and I'm like noticing that there's like now everybody's starting to get interconnected and I'm like this is it's the coolest thing to watch from the outside seeing like it's slowly devolving into like one really close-knit like family unit so to speak um and Chad Law I I just actually followed him yesterday because I was like I realized I was looking at all of the movies and like the actors and actresses and directors and writers and everything that I had interviewed already and I was sitting there like okay Chad Law is everywhere in this like he is at some point doing something for all of these movies <laughs> I need to talk yeah. to him if his name, if he didn't write it or is indirectly produced it, he had his influence on it with one way or the other um, with this group um, with recommending some cast guy who called call Gary or called who oh, call this actress or something. I mean, he's his his DNA is everywhere with uh, in, a, in a good way. Uh, so. So it really should be like six degrees of Chad Law. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's pretty much it. when you talk to him, you'll realize that. Um, yeah. If you were to build a spider web and put Chad Law in, in the middle, you'd see how it spreads out and, and connects everybody. And now I'm seeing like Charlie Day's character in Horrible Bosses with the, you know, or like, you know, where he's got like the maps and the things and he's like, this is what we do here. And this is how we kill this person. This is what we do. And it's like, yeah. okay, cocaine squirrel, calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, Let's talk about you for a bit, because you came on this scene, like, you know, you've been on this for a while. What influenced yeah. you? What was like, hey, this is what I want to be doing? Um, well, I started when I was eight years old. Um, oh, I watched my cousin Kimmy, like, do high school plays. I'd sneak into her plays because some of them are, I don't know, uh, 13 or above, and I was like eight, and 
don't know, I was just fascinated by it, but I was scared to death of it at the same time. And um, I remember sitting in my front, the tree in the front yard, and I was like, I could do this. I had to like motivate myself. I could do this. And I'd watch like Corin Nemec, who I talked about in many interviews, and, and um, watching him and a couple of things going, wait, that guy was in this and that. And I kind of put two and two together. I mean, I grew up watching movies, but it kind of just seems like a fantasy world. Like that's, you're just watching something. Like it could be animation, even though it's real. But watching Cornemic play the lead in, uh, I know my first name is Steven, and then Parker Lewis, I was like, that's the same. Well, he's an actor. And it kind of just was like, really motivated me to jump forward and uh, pursue it from that point. And I mean, those are like cliff notes of, but those are the major draw points of what happened. It triggered me. And then finding an agent and now I have a love of hate. Well, I don't have a hate with it, uh, with the business. I love what I do. Just the business side of it just kind of like throws you off a little bit. But um, I, I, it's like a snake shedding skin. That's me as an actor. Like I have to do every time I do a role, like I just did a Western a few weeks ago. Um, I feel like a whole new person. Like it was a growth, um, like the tree. The tree gets another line each year. That's those roles. And I'm picky on roles now because it matters to me. I say no, I just said say no to things last month for my buddy's film and just read it and wasn't passionate about it. If I'm not passionate about it, I just won't do it. I've made a pact with myself because I've done things I don't wish I could erase. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it is a growing experience. But now it's got to be challenging. It's got to be great people around me. Or I'd, I'd rather just sit at the beach and stare at the waves, you know, in the meantime, because uh, it's not it's pointless. I want to say that probably comes a lot with age too, you know, yeah. like you start slowing down and realizing, Hey, okay, wait a second. You know, there's so much more that's out there that's going around. It's not just, you know, um, almost like an obligation to a career. And that's how it feels like you are obligated. And now my guy's out here with the blower. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my guy walked over there all the way to Texas, wherever you're at. They're everywhere. It's a that's They're the everywhere. plague. That's the plague. There's these damn gas powered blowers. I know. <laughs> no, but like the apocalypse. <laughs> you know, I don't know that a blower would help with that though. <laughs> Their skin would just flap off, maybe, and that would be it. Man, I, and they make too much noise to attract the zombies. So. Oh yeah, they, no. I just terrible. wish they did something. Yeah. But, terrible. Um, but yeah, like as you get older, I think you start realizing the um, priorities a bit better in life. And so, cause like I've done the same thing, like I've been working since I was 10, you know, chopping wood and cording it and delivering it or, you know, whatever. Um, and it's like gotten to a point now where I'm just like, I've, I feel like I've done my time for like you know scrubbing toilets and and stuff like that I don't really want to do just you know go and do just anything you know I, I need it to be something that makes me feel like I have given to a world to make it a better place uh change people's lives and you know fulfilled things for other people and all of that for me to have fulfillment so that's that's kind of why I'm really happy that I kind of fumble stumbled into this because this isn't normally what I would be doing <laughs> but I was like oh hey you'd be great at this and I was like I don't know no you we'll bring it a real go. 
No, you're great. You bring like a nice authentic vibe and that's, that's really the best. Um, Cause I've done some interviews where it's, it's been so systematic and this is like you said, real conversation. Those are the best ones. Mm -hmm. So um, I yeah. like that. And how long well, you been I doing? like that too. Uh, less than a year. Okay, nice. July 8th will be our one year anniversary. I had uh, Sarah and Matt um, Hammett. They were my very first interview. And I found out about it like literally a day before. And Papa's wow. like, hey, you gonna come in and do this? And I'm sitting here like, I'm not ready. I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, she's like, oh, just do your thing. And I was like, oh, whatever, what is my thing? I don't know what my thing is. Uh, but I've been in sales and stuff my whole life. And I like talking to people. It's a human experience. It's what, you know, brings us together, builds relationships, fosters, you know, togetherness and, and unity. Um, and, and that's what I like about it. So I guess this is a really good fit because I feel like I get that. Like I have met so many people from so many different spectrums, um, backgrounds, cultural, you know, diversity and things like that. And it's just, um, it astounds me because I learned so much just from like all of these little people. Uh, I kind of feel a little like Highlander, you know, because like they cut off the head and they get, they get a little bit of powers and, and then they get their past lives and experiences. I feel like I'm collecting bits and pieces of these wonderful people that I get to carry on and then share with everybody else, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. No, it's a great platform. I mean, it's obviously growing um, probably weekly because more and more interviews you do, you, your voice and, you know, your positivity is going to just keep spreading. So I think it's a beautiful thing. Just got to keep mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. Last week, two weeks ago, I didn't know who you are. Now I do. And uh, now I'm like, oh, cool, cool. It's good energy, you know? So, oh, thank you. All good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the channel uh, that comes out July 14th, right? Yeah. Same day as the flood, my buddy's film. So, I'll be, I'll be promoting both films and uh, watching them both. Yeah. Well, I'll be doing the same thing. And I'll, yeah. I'm going to be throwing that in there too. Do you know if the channel is going to be in select theaters anywhere or is it, is it just. It is going to be in select theaters and it has a high chance. You said you're in like Dallas area. Mm -hmm. It has a strong chance of being there um, because the director was from there. Um, and I know when Daylight's Inc. Daylight's Inc. came out, it had like two or three theaters that were on Dallas. Um, other than that, same day VOD like they all do nowadays. So um that's what that'll happen well that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna like after this i'm gonna go on pandango like i did with the flood and i'm gonna put up a notification to see if like there's one showing here and i'll go to both of them the same day it'll be great it'll just be a movie hopping experience yeah hopefully the same theater that'd be great we'll see wouldn't that awesome. be awesome oh yeah. my gosh that'd be so cool um one of the things that i had to learn how to do because i have a i have been diagnosed with combination adhd I also have like general anxiety disorder. And so those mixed are really fun, but <laughs> I had to learn that living in the past or holding on to the past and worrying about the future was making me miss out on the present. That's it. You only live once. That's why it's cool. You've done many different things. Find what's another passion. 10 years from now, you might have something else that drives you to do something else. And, and to me, you should follow that, whatever it is, because... I mean, we're not guaranteed tomorrow and I've learned that. And that's why I'm picky. Uh, I spend, try as much quality time with, 
I'm very like kind of a low key dude. Like I, other than that, if I'm not promoting something, I'm just chilling with buddies or family. That's pretty much all I do. And my wife, we just went to uh, Miami for her birthday, just for the hell oh, of that's it. That's fun. Yeah. See, that's that's the way to be, and that's where I'm at too. Like, and since I've started living in the present, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, it is so much more freeing. It's so much more fun you get to enjoy life and get to experience those things um instead of thinking back about it and being like oh well I should have done this or I should have done that and and living your life retroactively I mean that's all we have is the present and I've I've, I'm very similar to you when it comes down to I guess ADHD I've never been diagnosed it but I feel like I mean I I can I'm focused on what I'm focused on but if I'm not believe me I'm not interested at all so it's hard um and anxiety, I guess I can get that when I, I can't sit still on a plane, like I'm nervous the entire time, um, any, any time new, but I, it's also exhilarating at the same time. It's, and as you try to find that inner balance, but if you can just in, learn to enjoy that moment, like you're doing, it is, and it's, it's probably comes with just maturing in age too. Um, yeah. I'm slowly getting there. Believe me, when I was younger, I barely traveled. Um, uh, now it's, it's trying to, it, get the most out of my time here while I'm here. And if everyone can do that and enjoy the moment, I think everyone will be happier. They'll probably cure a lot of depression and everything else in this world, but it is easier said than done. So, yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, like going back to the movie industry and what you were talking about, the business aspect, like so much of the things that I'm watching now with mainstream, like Hollywood and things like that, it's like remake central. It's like, we've lost the ability to take chances and risks because of money um, that now we're just going to recycle movies and do reboots on it. And it's like, that's why I've like fallen in love with the indie film community because you have rich storytelling. You've got brilliant original ideas. You've got fantastic, you know, creative talents that are behind all of these things. And I really wish that mainstream media and, and, you know, Hollywood and all of these huge media companies would take a step back from that and foster creativity and allow people, I guess, to express certain things and take chances because that's a lot of the reason why a lot of things are starting to not do so well is because we're like, okay, well, another superhero movie or another remake of a Disney movie. Yeah, and they don't, and a lot of the distributors or whatever won't want to give it a chance. They want to take a risk on, you know, proven names or proven things. And a lot of times big names come from just get, being part of a tentpole, big studio movie, but it doesn't mean that's the box office draw. What I liked about Netflix is if you watch a lot of Netflix shows and movies and originals, I've never seen any of these people before and I watch everything. But yeah. they seem to be taking more risks with who they're casting and in the material they're putting out there. They're way more diverse. Um, and then Tubi, Tubi as well, Tubi Originals and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it is getting there, I think. In, well, at least in the indie world, hopefully studios can um, start doing that. But look, I mean, they just casted that uh, new Superman yesterday. No, no one never heard of his name before. It's kind of, it seems mm-hmm. that's been the trend with Superman, though. That's nothing new. It's, they always cast kind of an, a really unknown. It's never someone like, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal for Superman. Like you, everyone knows who he is. Um, but very few times they do it. Uh, so we'll see. I think if, if people 
if the consumers will pay and put the money behind it, um, it'll, which I think they have, because there's no way that people can keep making movies if they're not making any money. So um, we just need to keep doing what we're doing and eventually it might start another trend. Well, I'm all for this trend because I could use some good original ideas and new talents. And that's the thing too. It's like, and like you're saying, Netflix and some of like Hulu and, you know, all of these other like streaming services that have their originals, they do that. And it's like, okay, this is incredible. And that's, that's why I have a subscription to like Netflix, Hulu, like, you know, Paramount, all of these things is because their originals are what I'm there for, um, for the indie community and all of this stuff. Um, And I did not realize until I started doing this, how, you know, vibrant and alive the indie community is for film like I've listened to indie music for like years but the indie film community has just been like a hook line sinker for me like my heart's there now (laughs) I've already like how can I make my own indie movie (laughs) you know it's easier said than done too I mean you can do certain budgets you and make it great with you know technology um but but i mean hurt locker for instance was technically an independent film but it had you know jeremy renner in it before he was kind of blowing up and catherine bigelow was you know already a known so it's different fine line but indie just means it's like independently financed it's not financed by a studio so it could be right so i mean there's a fine line but then there's a really indies there's all different levels of it but um I say, if you got a story, just try to make it to your best ability, find the right people. Um, the hardest thing is trying not to cut corners with budgets. So I say, take your time. A lot of people, the problem with the indie world, even my mistakes in the past are, I'm just going to shoot it now because I may not get it done later. Like I did a movie called Monumental, which is an original idea. Uh, wrote it, mm-hmm. wrote it with my buddy Luke, starred in it, produced it. If we would have been a little bit more patient, I think we could have executed even better. Like still same story, but I figure I could have, I didn't direct it. Maybe if we had another director uh, do it or something like that, but the director director also brought some stuff to it as well. But right. you rush it, you don't get the overall thing that you're trying to tell sometimes. Um, but that's just name of the game. Uh, patience and passion. You can make a mix perfectly, then you know, it could be come out and be pretty nice. So are you writing anything else? Yeah, I'm always... Uh, dabbling i i have some things in the works um i write with uh co-write a couple of things recently that we're putting out we're not putting out yet but we're my this guy sean crane who's a great writer uh he wrote day labor which is one that that's how i met him uh and it's not out yet uh, but what this guy's a reminds me of a young chad law you know he's so passionate um writes can write you give him a story idea he'll just write you a first draft and like two days or one day or something like that uh and it's solid first draft so he's an amazing writer so sean crane's definitely one to probably talk to put on your your radar for sure um yeah sean crane uh we we co-wrote uh we're finished this western we just wrote called bite of winter it's pretty solid um first draft um it's mainly his original concept and stuff like that and i kind of just came on and did my little two cents on it but um there's a few more we're, we're we're trying to develop a few more but he's definitely a go-to guy to collaborate with for me as a writer 
Yeah. And what got you started in writing, like screenwriting and stuff? Have you always been like a creative writer or? No, it was I forever for many, many years. I can't write. I can't write poetry. I'd always say that. And so when you tell yourself you can't do something, you do it or you don't do it. You talk yourself out of it. I think one day I was just going through some stuff. Like I, my first script I wrote was monumental. Uh, I had the original, you know, before I brought Luke on board and I said an idea and I wanted to wrote, write it. And I wrote the first draft in like a few days. And then, and then uh, I was like, damn, I was watching the news one day and I seen prisoners getting released because of over cost. And I was like, man, we got to make where the prison make money. So I wrote the hype is a prison fighting movie. And I wrote that. I did, and I just started getting so passionate about it where I'd be at a movie theater and I'd have the napkin. I'd be writing notes of the movie. I couldn't even focus on the movie. My mind was on my scripts. So when I get like that, it's a really creative, deep mode. I don't even want to leave my house. And um, I'm the same way when I'm writing. I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm homebody. And like my husband has to like pull me away. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's like, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. It's time for bed. But I'm like, no. That's time. That's the best time to write. That's like when the world is sleeping around you, or at least most people. And, mm -hmm. and man, that's what, one o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up and I'll email myself just so I, because I don't have a pen, but I could see the email. I'll email like a line or the next step for a script or an idea, because at least in my email, I save it to myself. I have probably a thousand emails to myself with poetry and everything else that I've done. Um, and that's where it starts. One in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning, shoot, like that. <laughs> It don't matter. Time, time does not matter to an, an artist. Um, it doesn't. There's no downtime for an artist, I feel like. You may not be physically on set or whatever, but in, in, it's the in-between, you know. Um, and that's the hardest thing for people like me and you where we're anxiety or trying to stay in the moment sometimes. Because in my mind, I'm like sitting in Miami. I'm like, well, I could shoot a movie here. Like, I'm like, well, I'm trying to think of a story. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, it's just too hot. So I want to come down the coldest, cooler time. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, I don't know, there's no such thing to me as if you're really an artist, you're going to always create. And that's a problem for people that aren't artists. If your husband's not, or my wife, my wife's, she's very supportive. So it's not, it's never, you know, it's not hard for me, but she'll understand. But there'll be times she try to talk to me and she's like, hello. And I'm like, oh, but I'm like in the zone with an idea yeah. for a character, yeah. especially if I'm prepping for like the Western. A couple of days before the Western, I was pretty much just kind of like, you know, a zombie. <laughs> I just, I created here, right. you know, like right. I'm, just, I'm there and in the moment I'm, I'm working on my walk. I'm working on the talk. Do I need to, do I, you know, little things. It's just never right. ending battle. And I finally got to let the character go as soon as Miles said, that's it. You're wrapped. I'm like, sweet. So uh, <laughs> another guy. But it is. It's like a duck on water. You can't see their feet like going crazy, like now you nothing under it, and they're that's just true. sitting there. And that's, that's yeah, how it is. One hundred percent, we're ducks on water, and we're ready to fly at any moment. Um, and uh, when it gets for me, it's typical too. When it's winter time, I like to be south. I like to be warm. I don't like being cold, so uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm like a duck in water for sure. Uh, but another guy, to, another guy to write down. It's probably really hard to track down, but it's Miles Cloessy who's a, a big role in Blood Hunt. He's an actor in that, but the guy is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. To me, he can play Superman, but he's got the mind of like, uh, you know, Spielberg. Like, and he's got the focus of Spielberg. He's to me, one of the most special people I've ever worked with. Um, we just, I just, he direct, wrote and directed this Western I just did. That's what he called me up, goes, hey buddy, got this Western. 
shooting in two weeks. I was like, let's do it. Um, so that guy, to me, he's a beautiful person inside and out. And uh, yeah, I think he's, uh, you'll see, you'll see this oh, guy's, this awesome. guy's extra, extra, extra special. That's yeah. Miles he should be like, like Gary's hooking me up with all the good people. Oh yeah. You need, you need people to talk to. You talk to me, my whole, my whole camp's beautiful people. Um, and miles is, I mean, this guy, he, I think he shot this movie called it's a Western called the redeemer coming out. I think, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but the trailer looks phenomenal. If you go on his Instagram, one of his most recent videos, he posted the redeemer and it, it looks like an epic Western and he shot it uh i think right before blood hunt and then had a screener for a screening for like a month or two later the guy's like he like he makes me like want to raise my game that's why i told him i was like this guy works so hard in between setups and blood hunt like you know hours between he's on his laptop just editing a script or doing notes for some project he's already done the guy is a freaking machine you know um so miles cloessi i'm telling you the world will know who this guy is soon enough. He's just phenomenal. That's awesome. That is, yeah. that's awesome. And and people like that, you're right. They, they're the people that I kind of like look up to. Um, and Brandon's one of those. I'm yeah. like, Brandon, you and I are going to be best friends now. You don't know it, but we are because I see you. I see all of the things you've creating, the things that you're putting out, what you're doing, because you're doing everything he, and he, you're Brandon, inspiring me. He is. Brandon's been inspiring me for a long time. He's all, and, and he's also really just good dude. Like, not just like mm -hmm. husband, father. I mean, the guy's workaholic writes, he's probably writing and directing or, you know, writing something right now or editing something. The guy probably barely sleeps. Um, but I remember just on a personal level, like he, he sensed that I was going through some stuff years back, you know, just through mm -hmm. some post or whatever. And he just reaches out to me, you know, and I didn't even know him that well then. Um, it was just more, Hey, are you okay? And I remember him talking to me on the phone and, he really seemed concerned like this guy's got a huge heart and you can tell in his work because that's all he, he gives it his all like Brandon Slagle is definitely one of my favorite filmmakers um like I said I can't wait to work with him on set like just watch him because Nico the cinematographer of all these battles up battleside pan blood hunt the flood and all that Nico loves Brandon when I was in Thailand he was just talking about Slagle's just loved him so um yeah it's just a big love fest and uh mutual respect for the whole clan and um hopefully we just continue to keep doing what we're doing because it's getting easier there's a lot more projects lining up left and right but it's um we want to do it right we want to make it where we're happy with the final product as much as possible so right we'll that is that's awesome and that like and that's that's so awesome and i'm so glad that you agreed to come on and it's like we didn't talk about a whole lot of anything that's super important. We got some projects that are coming up and all of this, but yeah, it's, it's all, just, you know, mumbo it's like, jumbo stuff. At that right. Point. It's just, yeah. you know, a conversation between friends. And that's what I like about it. Um, and where did you come shoot the Western at? We shot it in Joshua Tree here in Southern California. Joshua Tree oh, National cool. Park. Yeah. It was a uh, Bailey Tony, who's this lead actress in this, who's phenomenal. Um, I, I heard about her through from Miles when we were in Thailand. He bragged about her, and she, uh, you know, met expectations, exceeded. She was just great, like on set. Like I always, I don't like to judge anyone, but if she left an amazing impression, she um, even she produced it as well. So she's on set when she's not filming, in between takes, handling script, supervising, and like I mean, no complaints. Those those females on that set because it was a very 
rough shoot. I mean, we're in Joshua Tree. They're barefoot. I'm wearing boots, you know, and they're barefoot. Some of these girls in these scenes because they're, you know, it's, it's a dark Western and they're getting dragged around by their bad men. Like, and I play one of them. I'm not dragging them around though. That's my 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 dudes in the film doing that. But uh, <laughs> man, these women, I'm so impressed. The DP, I mean, it was. I mean, without those girls, I don't think we would have pulled off what we pulled off. Um, they're phenomenal, strong, and no complaints. I mean, zero complaints. They're just troopers. It was amazing. Bleeding from their feet. The one girl echo uh, in the film, and uh, didn't hear. I've heard girls complain that their trailer wasn't big enough, you know, like on some sets that I've been to. And uh, these girls were way with no, no trailers, just kind of shooting. And, and uh, I don't know, it was inspiring. It was, I was so glad to be part of this uh, over the red river uh, Western and uh, work with these amazing people because uh, I mean, the whole crew, the producers, Ramsey and everybody were phenomenal. So, but that's, you can tell a lot of people, miles has these people and they believe in miles. And I'm one of these people that believe in Miles. They're gonna, everyone's going to go. Miles calls me for a project. I'm there. If I, as long as my heart's beating and and I'm not committed somewhere else, I'm I'm there. This that's then that's how these people are as well. So, and that's really cool in the sense of just it's not necessarily. I mean, the loyalty and the trust. Because if you didn't have the trust and the mutual respect, um then you wouldn't have that loyalty to these people, which speaks, you know, wonders of these people just as, as them being them. And um, that is amazing. And I think the world needs more of it. <laughs> I think the world needs a lot more of it. Um, a lot of people forget the human condition. And that's something like my brother was uh, messaging me, you know, OPSEC, but he was messaging me like pictures of things and he's like oh my gosh they have this out in the natural and I was like I have never seen that before and so we're like losing our mind over something that we've only seen in the zoo while he's over there <laughs> playing in the sand and I'm sitting here like this is the coolest thing and so we're both freaking out over it and my brother is like oh yeah no my sergeant thinks I'm silly and just you know absurd for being excited about these things, these small things. And I was like, I'm that way too, though. And it's almost like there's a joy, like a true sense of joy, even in just the, the smallest things, you know, the joy that you are there and you're in the sand and having this opportunity. Yeah, your feet are bleeding, but how much joy is that, you know, to be there and be doing that and, and be in that moment with all of these great people. Um, and that I think supersedes you know, the physical human condition in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, no, I mean, this is just enjoying the moment and, and appreciating it for all that it takes. Um, and that's what everyone, I think, I mean, like, we it's all about living in the moment. Like you talk about, uh, if we can just keep practicing that, life's pretty beautiful. And uh, no matter what the circumstance is, I've been through you know, some bad things in my life, ridiculous things. And uh, with no control out of mind or you just got to get through it. I think, I think going through those things makes you, it does, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And it's definitely made me stronger. So um, yeah. And now I just laugh at adversity pretty much. I'm just like, bring it on. What's the next? Yeah. Like so. the Lion King. I laugh at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that too. It's, um, it, it's, it's really fun though to see other people it's like 
in this day and age, it's really hard with social media and it's really hard. It's, it helps us connect, but I feel like we've, we've never been more disconnected from people because of social media and things and, and how, how people have, you know, put capitalism into, you know, our own personal relationships in the sense of, you know, ads, targeted ads or, or playing each side and ripping yeah. families apart and friends apart. Um, and it's so sad, but this is why I like doing this sort of thing because it's like, I probably would have never have known that I, you know, would be talking to you today if I hadn't, <laughs> you know, done that and taken that chance and, and done this thing and um, tried to actually genuinely connect. Um, and that's the thing too, a lot of it seems like it's clickbait or it's like fake connections. Um, and that's really hard for me. It confuses me because I'm such a, I, I like to be genuine. I like to be real. I leave everything that I have out on my sleeves. I'm an open book. And it's so confusing to me whenever, because I take everybody at face value that they're genuine. And it's so confusing to try to figure out, okay, is this person really this way? Or, you know, like, what are the red flags? They're really good about pretending to be genuine. Are they actually genuine? Um, and I think that's where social media has kind of gotten me all turned upside down. Yeah, I feel you on that. So it's, and I try to always be as real as I possibly can with social media. Like I, I did a post I think about a month ago, I ended up deleting it because it was a, but it was about um, just like fake this, fake, fake numbers, fake whatever. And I, I don't, I don't do it. And I get, I get how people pay to do it. And I just, I don't see the point. Like I just don't. And I know if you pay for certain things, you get more notoriety or whatever, or people look at you. I want people to look at me for who I am and, and how I go about doing it. Um, I can go buy a million followers if I want. What's that going to do? You know what I mean? I'm not, it's pointless to me. Um, I get how people do it because certain agencies and certain studios, unfortunately, care. Even if it's fake or not, they care. Um, I just, I'm going to keep it real um, at the end of the day. Because, you know, I've got kids and everything like that. And I'm always, I want them to know, just be real. But it's all, and, and I think the more, if, especially as an artist, like the more real you are as an artist to yourself, the more honest you are to yourself, the more honest you could be to the roles that you portray. So I don't, if I was a fake person, I think I'd, I'd be a half-ass actor, um, but I care so much about the roles. It's just, it's all about being honest, the more, you know what I mean? At the end of the day. So, but yeah, it's hard to find, trust me. I mean, it, it's easy to see, but then sometimes you have to decipher between certain people's innuendos, which I just went through that with kind of a buddy. He said, he's throwing me a bone, but I'm like, I think his innuendos are more for himself spotlight than he's throwing me a bone you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it, his intention i don't think it was malicious but it was definitely um there's a couple things that they try to use the your like you know the certain links and stuff like that they're putting me on and i'm like no 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 with me and a few other people i know at the same time this all happened last week so i was like right yeah but yeah there's there's every level of um everything you got to decipher between it so that's what's cool about your show is it's um it's very authentic it's just real conversation and i those are my favorite kind other than that i, I mean we can promote everyone knows the channels you know everyone that follows me 
they whoever it is will know the channel's coming out um right. so and i do have some good people have known me through the years they'll listen to this whole thing and uh they'll comment and be like ah oh, i love how you said this and they'll be like 50 minutes in they know it's it just they they do and, and those are the people that i always respond to i always try to give the time of day to because they're like they're real if you're real to me i'll if i can get to you i'll i'll get to you so yeah and that's that's how i am too like with my with i'm a holdout for twitter like i will not buy a blue check mark i'm sorry yeah. mine, got, mine, got, <laughs> like, mine got deleted so i i deleted my app i had one for 10 years and uh, I didn't have one on here until freaking like a couple months ago and they wouldn't put it on and they put it on and they leave my Twitter one. I'm like, whatever. It, I, and that's big deal that's at the weird. end of the day. Yeah. Well, they the legacy ones and I, I didn't know it was going away. And then I seen other people post. So then I went and checked mine. It was gone. I was like, okay, well, if it's just going to be about certain things, I mean, it sucks because what now it means nothing because I know people that have them and they're not even, they're, they're not, it's not like they're, they're not trying to be any, they're just like trying to post with their family. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not trying to be a professional and they still, they have a check mark. I'm like, now it means, it really means nothing. I wish they'd just take mine away on this one now. I really do. I'm like, just get rid of them all. Make something else then. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. No. And that's the thing is like, I'm sitting here like, I, I, I understand that it's like a, a separating thing, but for all intents and purposes, you need that, especially in a digital age where you've got spammers and, you know, all of these people that are, you know, nefarious beings trying to <laughs> impersonate people or whatever. It's oh, kind yeah. of an important thing. So whenever Twitter would alight by changing their name to Elon Musk with the little blue thing to just, you know, drive the point home, like you're hurting everybody who is using this app, everybody who might, you know, who is, you know, built up a, a, so a brand, so to speak, uh, for yeah. their careers. And you're just, and, and it's all of that work, just poof gone. And I'm that's, sitting here that's, like, wow. That's the problem with it. That's why I'm like, you know, just take mine away. He just gave it to me after I had one on Facebook and Twitter for 10 years. I remember when I first got verified on Twitter, I woke up and I had these alerts. I thought I was hacked. I was like, verify? What do you mean? I got to verify what? And I was like going on my, in an email and then I go on Twitter. I had no idea what it meant. I was like, what the heck does that mean to verify? Like, am I, I literally thought I was hacked. And then everyone's like, no, you got the, this blue check mark means something. I was like, oh, okay. So 10 years, it's cool. And I, then I didn't have Twitter for a long time. I just didn't even, I don't, I, social media is a necessary evil kind of, and it could be positive. I need to change my way because I always call it a necessary evil. Um, and I, I just know if I wasn't a film industry, I probably wouldn't touch it, you know, uh, yeah. but if people tell me when I didn't, I didn't have it and they're like, Oh, you, my reps before were like, you should have it and just post. And then, but there's so many actors I admire so many that don't even have it at all. Like Scoop McNary, Scoop McNary is a phenomenal actor. He's in Narcos Mexico and stuff like that. He has no social media. And I'm like, he stays relevant in his world, you know, maybe he's part of this, this thing. But then I see everyone else, every big actors all have it. Mark Wahlberg's doing videos every day, walking around, you know, doing municipal and everything like that. So I just think I'm going to not let the rest of the world control me. I'm just going to be me and love me, hate me, whatever. And that's just all. If we can just be like that, then that's all I can do It's just be me and keep see, it real. And too. I like that. I like that. I am about that. I'm about that life. 
Um, So I know where I can follow you, like on social media, since we're on the topic. Uh, I know where I can follow you and keep up with like all of your lots and lots of projects. Um, Where can people find you? Yeah, Instagram, mainly Instagram. I mean, Facebook, I feel like, I mean, I have the Facebook regular page and then Facebook business page as as the, it's verified on there. But I feel like if you don't pay to boost it, you can't, no one sees your stuff anyway, which I, I can't boost anything because I was hacked and it looks like something happened. So I couldn't even boost if I wanted to on either and any of the apps for some reason, I have to literally start over and get a new, some other way. So, but you can find me, uh, you know, you can find me on there and I'm pretty responsive if, if I, you know, if I feel like you're real, if I feel like you're a fake person, uh, I'll, I'll just block you. I have no, yeah. I block a lot of people. I'm like, I can attest to that. Yeah. I can attest to that. He's been very responsive to me these last, like this last few days since we've yeah, you're, been friends you're in on my, Instagram. You're in my, yeah, you're in my primary. I have some people in general. I have certain people, if I don't know you, I just block. I get every damn sure everyone gets messages. I just block it. Boom. If I don't, if it looks fake, I'm like block, block, block. I feel like I block 10 people a day. Um, so if I check it, I'm like, dude, screw this. I wish we could not get alerts somehow. It says you can only stop alert for eight hours. Like, why limit my time? Like, I, I don't, I'll check it when I check it. Don't tell me I have eight hours of peace, you know? Right. Because uh, when it is not, it's just like, a, there's, I can put my phone on, do not disturb. But like, right, since we've been talking, mm-hmm. it's lined up all the way across with text and yeah. mentions on Instagram and an email. Some, yeah. One of them's probably me. <laughs> no, I responded to one of yours. I said no worries. You did. So, but no, it's. Yeah. Uh, my friend Carolina mentioned me. Oh. Um, she, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm in connecting people. You're just well so. loved. Everybody loves you. That's all. Yeah. That's all it is, Gary. Everybody well, loves I'm you. Just friendly, but I love everybody. Well, most people. I'm very friendly. If uh, unless you tick me off and I just ignore you, so which there's people out there who will listen to this. I'm like, yeah, he's talking about me. He ignores me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure well, there's a couple. Feel called out. <laughs> Yeah, and they know who they are. There's a couple of they know who they are. Yeah, there's two yeah. of them in particular. Yeah, hope they listen. <laughs> I want to say their name. I'm gonna make so sure they share this far and wide, and so yeah. that way maybe, maybe you can be like, hey, I think they're talking about you in this. Maybe. Yeah, I should tag them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. I'm gonna let you go so you can have some of your day left. <laughs> well, you have a yeah. great rest of your day, Gary, and you'll have to come back and talk to me. I'm just Absolutely. shit and shit. Yeah, whenever. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Aught Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.